This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Oakland Athletics Edition. Hello, everybody. I'm Allison Footer, and I'm here for my weekly chat with Jane Lee, which means that we get to chat again about Kyler Murray, because Jane, really, what else is going on with the Oakland Athletics? So uh, the most recent news is that he has declared for the draft, which I don't think, you know, that that tends to be a little more dramatic than I think it is. That's kind of procedural. He had to do it by a deadline. Um, but he has not decided ultimately to not play baseball, correct? So what can you tell us? Uh, what's the latest? Correct. I know probably a lot of people are freaking out, um, but him declaring for the draft um, really, like you said, is just procedural. Um, it does not violate his contract with the A's. Um, it's still contractually tied to the A's, but by declaring for the draft, it just gives option. Um, you know, it's keeping his options open. Um, it doesn't mean that he has decided not to play baseball. It just means that he is still considering playing football. And it really does sound like he's kind of made it clear to the A's that he would like to pursue a career in the NFL. And, you know, as we talked about last week, um, really can't blame him. It's it's a big bummer for the A's, obviously, because, you know, they, they used a first-round draft pick on him. Um, and... I mean, there's still time for him to change his mind, but I just don't see it happening. I think his heart right now is in football. Um, you know, you look at the, the prospect of the NFL, um, probably more money, more playing time a lot sooner than his, than if he were to choose baseball. Um, and, you know, I think the A's at this point can only hope that, you know, maybe down the line, um, you know, whether it's it could be in the draft, you know, if he doesn't go in the first round, second round and he falls um, and and doesn't get drafted where he he would have liked to, then maybe he goes back to baseball um, or, you know, his NFL career is very, very short. He could always return to baseball and the A's do retain his baseball rights, but um, right now, it seems like the only thing the A's could do to change his mind before the NFL combine begins um, would be to offer him, you know, a 40 man roster spot, give him a major league deal and more money. And I just don't see that happening. Um, for one, the A's, you know, don't have a lot of money, um, you know, at least they tell us that every year. And it would be it would be a bad look. You know, you look at the way they operate, um, you know, over arbitration figures, um, you know, whether it's, you know, not signing players to long-term contracts, um, you know, they're still in waiting mode with Chris Davis, haven't offered him a long-term contract. Um, you know, they don't retain players because they don't have the dollars. So for them, you know, say they were to turn around and give Kyler Murray, you know, a big fat paycheck, it, it just, I don't know that it would sit well in the organization. Um, so this isn't, you know, a team that, you know, can say, hey, we'll give you, you know, X amount of 
dollars come play for us. Um, it's just not how the days work, and I don't see that changing. So I know there's been some speculation out there about you know how much they would offer to try to keep them, um, and they would obviously love to keep them, but I don't think that they're going to extend you know a ton of money to do so. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like MLB is sending out some of their marketing folks to talk to him, that there's this turning into a straight-up negotiation. Um, it does seem to be kind of a last-ditch effort. But like you said, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, he's only, what, 21 years old. Uh, this this football thing could not pan out. Um, and I, I mean, really and truly, when it comes down to the skill levels needed at for the two different sports, baseball is, to me, just seems to be a much more difficult um sport to master and there's there's no guarantees um for him sport but it seems like football even though it's much more dangerous sport but it seems like be a little bit more of a sure thing i i i can't imagine like when the a's are watching him you know when the heisman and when the whole country is kind of focused on him from a football standpoint the world that he was on they must have been thinking he's not coming to play for us. They can wait three years, ride buses in the minor leagues. They had to have started thinking this is, this isn't going to end well for us. Definitely. And I, I mean, I don't think that they foresaw um, just the, the success that he would have. But yeah, at this point, I don't think this is really surprising to anyone. I know it's a major bummer and for fans, especially, you know, here thinking, you know, well, you know, what about this contract? Like they drafted him, they signed him, you know, he belongs to the A's, not the NFL. Well, he, you know, since he signed that contract, he has put himself in a position um, to have a choice. And, you know, right now he's probably weighing, you know, I could be on Monday Night Football in less than a year from now, or I could, you know, be playing in Stockton, California, um, you know, for a year or two and and just hoping that, you know, things progress well. Um you know, I think he's just riding a high and wants to continue that and, you know, wants to see how far this football thing can go, uh, maybe prove some people wrong, um, you know, because there's still some doubters out there saying that he's just going to get pummeled in the NFL because of his um, slight size. Um, so, you know, that could factor in, um, you know, the NFL is more enticing. I think MLB, it's it's been well documented. I don't think it's a secret that they do have um, you know, some issues marketing their players. Um, so it was fascinating to hear that, you know, they did have a marketing representative at this meeting in Dallas on Sunday, um, you know, to try to entice them, I'm sure, you know, talk of endorsements and such. Um, but the NFL already has, has that, you know, they don't have to sell him on that. Um, and he is already such a name, such a spectacle um, that he already has that going for him. So, um, you know, unfortunately, I, I don't think that there is much the A's can do at this point, And I just don't see Kyler suddenly changing his mind. Yeah. Oh, it's been one of the most interesting stories of this offseason. Um, but uh, but the A's will be playing baseball regardless of what happens. So let's move on to kind of previewing spring training a little bit. Um, you know, the A's obviously coming off of a fabulous season. And, and but there are some question marks going into 2019. Um, and there's a little bit of a conundrum when it comes to the outfield. So tell us about what we should be looking out for. And it's it's a good problem to have, right? There's maybe too many good players for not enough spots. So tell us how the outfield like shake out. Yeah, it's um it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, when I was um, you know, looking at um the projected starting lineup, um, for me it was fairly easy to put Ramon Laureano in center field and Nick Martini in left field, but 
there are several other pieces, um, you know, going into spring training that we can't forget about. I mean, it was a year ago. Um, you know, there was so much hype around Dustin Fowler. Um, he was one of the guys that came over in the sunny gray trade and, you know, deemed the the center fielder of the future uh, midseason Ramon Laureano gets promoted um, and just I mean wows everyone I mean he did a little bit of everything um, and now it seems like he's implanted in center field so the question becomes you know what becomes of Dustin Fowler well you know I, I think there was question of could he play left field um, well in left field kind of the similar situation with Nick Martini coming out of nowhere um, did so well in the minors was brought up um, and, you know, was batting leadoff in the wild card game. Um, so, um, you know, outside of Fowler too, uh, they still have Mark Canna, Chad Pinder, um, just a lot of moving pieces and, and just something to keep an eye on in spring, um, especially in those backup roles, you know, they can only keep so many in the fold. Um, but, you know, you look at what Loriano did, what Martini did, um, you know, you would think that they would have the leg up in spring training for those positions. Um, but a lot can happen over six weeks. So definitely an interesting um, thing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. The other interesting thing to watch would be uh, the pitching side. Um, I, you know, I was reading one of your recent inboxes and there's a question about AJ Puck and he definitely could be um, factor into the rotation this year. It was such a bummer when he was on the upswing last spring training and then ended up having uh, Tommy John surgery and ending his season. Um, so that's, that's huge, right? I mean, that would be huge for any team, but certainly a team really looking to fill five, five, I'm being a little sarcastic <laughs> openings in the, in the rotation. Uh, and this kid um, really a top prospect. So when, what can we expect from him? Yeah, I think um, him and uh, Darrell Cotton, who also had Tommy John surgery last year, um, they're about on the same page. It seems like they started throwing pitches from flat ground um, and they're just kind of moving along right on schedule. So the hope would be that both of them would be available midseason. Um, you know, I know depending on, um, you know, just the age, their rehab progression, um, I think certain guys are, you know, given different breaks in the rehab process. Um, and I don't know, you know, how that's all laid out for AJ specifically, but, um, you know, you look at the timeline where he's at right now, um, you would think that by the all-star break, um, you know, he could be an option for the A's. Um, now, you know, it was last spring that, you know, we were talking about the kind of crazy possibility of him breaking camp um, and being in the rotation. So, you know, I don't know that they would automatically plug him into the rotation, um, you know, maybe give him some time in the minors um, just because he also hasn't had a ton of it. I mean, this was a guy that was on the fast track until getting injured. Um, but like you also mentioned, um, several spots are open in the rotation right now. And I think the A's are going to be quite flexible um, in regards to that staff, um, you know, throughout the season. So depending on how things are going at the big league level, it would not surprise me to see AJ in that rotation. Um, and, you know, for doubts and questions as there are surrounding this group, um, you know, the fact that AJ could be available, um, Jesus Lazardo, um, you know, they're pitching prospect, um, you know, he could break camp and, and be in that rotation. Um, definitely, 
you know, some good things to watch. And I know it's always, you know, bad news bears when it comes to the A's rotation lately. But, um, you know, the fact that those two guys could be contributing in this 2019 rotation is definitely something for, for fans to be excited about. Awesome. Looking forward to watching the Oakland A's during spring training as always. Thank you, Jane. Thanks to everybody for listening to MLB Extras, the Oakland Athletics edition, and we will talk to you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.